This is Psych, Wine, and Pop Culture, a podcast brought to you by two best friends, Kristen and Heather. Join us for a glass of wine, providing a psychological perspective on popular TV shows and movies. And candid conversations about mental health. This podcast is not meant to replace or supplement medical advice from a health practitioner. This podcast is meant for educational purposes only. Were you sad when you heard about Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing away? Yeah, of course. You know, it's it's really saddening because, you know, she's a very inspirational figure, especially for women. And I definitely was inspired by her. And to see her passing, I mean, it's not a surprise because she's a little bit older, but definitely I felt very sad. Yeah, me too, for sure. There have been so many celebrities, so many well-known figures who have passed away in 2020, and it's really sad to see. Some of them were very young, some were unexpected, some died of natural causes, but all the same, it, it, mm-hmm. it is sad to see when you know well-known people that you look up to die. Not to mention that we're all going through a pandemic. You know, we're all experiencing the effects of COVID-19. And that's something to take into consideration of this year of 2020. Some of the celebrities that we want to list who have passed away are Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, Chadwick Boseman, otherwise known as Black Panther, really Mm -hmm. famous figure of the civil rights era, John Lewis, who was one of the 13 original freedom writers. You look at all these people and in some way they have in some way, shape, or form, have touched us in some way, whether we watch their movies or we watch them play professional basketball or we just look up to all the things that they've achieved historically to make our lives a little better. All of them have made a difference in some way. So it is really sad when you see them, you know, die. I totally agree with you, you know, especially if someone has a personal connection. When death happens, grief follows. And I think most people know that there are five stages of grief. So I wanted to ask you, Kristen, do you think we go through the five stages of grief when a celebrity dies? I bet you have some sort of research Mm -hmm. to back this up. Watch. Just watch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to say say no at first because it's not like you actually know the person. You don't personally know them. So how could you feel the five stages of grief? But at the same time, we were just talking about how they make a difference in our lives and they're you know they impact us in some way shape or form so then I feel like it could possibly be yes but I don't know so actually there is research to back this up where people do experience these stages of grief when a celebrity dies I can see why it's possible but it is a little surprising Mm -hmm. to me you know I totally see where you're coming from but if you think about it this way when you experience let's say someone close to you passes away, it's a loss, right? Of course. And then when you have a celebrity, same thing. It's a loss too. Or if you lose a job, that's a loss. I mean, I've had that experience where I kind of go through the stage of grief when I lose a job. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So in a way, it's like any time that we experience a loss, we can probably go through these stages. So what we're going to be talking about today is the five stages of grief. Um, We're also going to talk a little bit about an alternative stage as well. And then we'll also share some suggestions from research on how do we process grief and how to kind of heal through this process when a celebrity dies. But I mean, I guess it could help if somebody's grieving the loss of a loved one too, right? 
Yeah, I mean, they can coincide with one another, definitely, because, you know, whenever we experience a loss, we can, you know, go through this healing process. Okay. According to Dr. Lisa, she's also a psychologist and a school psychologist, but she was also very, I guess, social on Instagram and talking about especially Ruth Bader Ginsburg and talking about how that loss affected other people. And she made some really good points, and I want to share those. Mm -hmm. So she said the loss of celebrity can have a different effect for, you know, everyone. So one of those things is that there's a personal connection between the person's work and ourselves. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I can totally see that. And I kind of want to ask you, because I know since we love pop culture, but is there someone like that you really have like a strong connection with, either present or past, that you would feel sad if they passed away or if they had already? You know, there's actually a couple. So... Although I was very young when Mr. Rogers passed away, I would say that mm-hmm. if I were older now that I appreciate him and like, let's say he had died like while I was, you know, an adult, I think I would be really sad. But when I was a kid, when John Ritter passed away, I was super sad. I think I was in fourth grade. He was in this show called Three's Company that I really, really loved when I was a kid. Um, he was in the movie It. And he's been in a lot of stuff, but also in that show, Eight Simple Rules, that... um, Oh, I remember that. (laughs) Yeah, I remember um, Bridget is uh, Penny from The Big Bang Theory. So she was on that show before The Big Bang Theory. (laughs) Yep, yep, you're so right. (laughs) I remember that. Yes, and when he died, I was really sad um, because I, I grew up watching him on TV. But I would say that was the main one. And then I would say of like... I don't know, Lady Gaga passed away. What do you think the, the whole world would mourn? All the little monsters would like come out and just be devastated. <laughs> Honestly, if you didn't bring it up, I was going to bring that up because I know she's one of our favorite people. Mm. And definitely, you know, obviously I don't want that to happen to her. But if that were to happen, we would definitely be grieving very sad about her passing for sure. What about you? About me? Well, Lady Gaga, you mentioned In the past, honestly, it's kind of crazy, but Robin Williams, when he passed away, I just felt so distraught, to be honest, because I grew up watching him. He, you know, was in my favorite movies. Also, as he got older, he was a mental health advocate. Yeah. You know, he talked about his own issues with mental health or challenges. And man, when he passed away, it was very saddening for me. I mean, yeah, he was the fucking genie. Like... Uh, and he makes you laugh like how do you not love him like i've never met anyone said that i don't like robin williams i know know? i mean there's patch adams like um what's the one with the green thing the green blob thing that he was in flubber flubber yeah flubber okay Mm -hmm. um i mean jumanji what else i mean there's like a mrs doubtfire mrs doubtfire yes what else? I mean, like, he's just been in so much. Goodwill oh, Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Duh. That's like one of my favorite movies ever. That was like his most dramatic role for me. I love that one. Yeah. I mean, I, I was sad too when he passed away. It's, I guess you're right. Okay. You're convincing me more and more, but I know you've got more research to share. <laughs> you're convincing me more and more that we do feel sad and go through grief when a celebrity dies. So continue. All right, so another thing that Dr. Lisa mentioned is that past losses um, are triggered whenever we experience 
someone close to us die, but also it can happen when we're grieving the death of a celebrity. So it's like triggering maybe a death that already happened to you, you know, someone in your family. And then that is now fueled by, you know, the death of a celebrity. Well, you having gone through death, you've shared on our podcast that your dad passed away a few years ago. Do you feel like that's true? I feel like it's true in a sense because it makes me remember, you know, hey, you know, I have experienced grief. I have experienced the death of a loved one. And then for me, I kind of think of like the people close to that celebrity. How do they feel? I would say I felt like that when Kobe Bryant died. I was like, man, his wife must be <sighs> just... Yeah. So distraught. Yes. Oh my gosh. I would say out of the list that we talked about earlier, Kobe Bryant was the one that really impacted me the most. Like I was sad the whole freaking day and like days to follow. I remember my mom and I went antique shopping and we had just, you know, it was on the news and we were watching TV and we went to the antique store anyway to like try to make us feel better. And we would be either really quiet just thinking about it the whole time or when we would talk, we would talk about it. And like, I'd ask my mom and she's just like, I just feel really sad because it's not like she was a huge, you know, Lakers fan or like Kobe fan or anything, but she was just saying that mm-hmm. I just feel really sad for, you know, his wife, Vanessa, because they just had a baby and then, you know, they've got other, they've got other kids. And so she lost a husband and a child in a really, really tragic way that shouldn't have happened you know wow that's a really good point it's true you know not only one person but two and just in a way that you don't expect so the other thing that dr lisa mentioned as well is whenever our losses are triggered there's also a reminder that we all have a time stamp on our own life oh my gosh yes exactly with that one my mom was saying you know this is just something to remind us that not every day is guaranteed yeah that is so true and i feel like again you know if it's you know someone close to you that dies or even in this episode's topic the loss of celebrity you know we all go through that process of thinking about life and you know you know we don't have as much time you know as others you know there's other factors as well so it really makes us kind of question our own mortality you know yeah you just never know when you know your last day is going to be your last the next thing I'm briefly going to go over is that sometimes grief and mourning get mixed up. So I kind of just want to clarify. Okay. So grief has to do with an individual emotion, while mourning is more of an outward expression of grief. So grief can be like anger. It could be sadness. It can be, you know, denial. It could be, you know, feeling overwhelmed. While mourning is like when you see it. You know, some people will cry, for example, or some people will get mad and throw something or, you know, it's an outward expression where either you talk about it with someone or you engage in like little rituals to kind of heal through the process. That's what mourning is. So like when a celebrity dies, I would think that an example of mourning would be like when they do little vigils or you know, put pictures outside their house. Like I think about Gianni Versace, when he died, they put, you know, a bunch of candles and pictures and things at his doorstep. Is that kind of like mourning? That's exactly mourning. That's a perfect example. And like you mentioned, you know, like visuals or even like, let's say when a celebrity dies and they do kind of like a, like a video of like their whole life of all their achievements. 
that could be an example of mourning too oh my god you know what i think of is like the end of selena when they're like at showing the vigil <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they have the real pictures of her and it's just <laughs> that's the part where everyone cries <laughs> Oh my god, like even you talking about it, I remember crying. (laughs) (laughs) It's so, it really gets you. It really does. Thank you for providing those examples. So with all this together, you know, we talked about, you know, how someone feels when they experience the, the death of a celebrity. And there's actually a name for this whole process. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. (laughs) What? It's called disenfranchised grief. Oh, okay. Okay, so, Mm -hmm. okay, why is it called that? Okay, so I was super confused when I read this, but, you know, after digesting it, basically what disenfranchised grief means is that whenever someone experiences a loss or someone important to them, you know, passes away, that person who's experiencing sometimes people around them will unacknowledge that loss to that person or basically invalidate the person or it's unvalidated by social norms okay so that's like when you are saying oh i'm really sad that kobe died and someone tells you like why are you sad it's not even like you knew him exactly exactly so when the person is experiencing that it's called disenfranchised grief when someone doesn't acknowledge it okay got it and that could also be seen with other things, like I said, like with the loss of a job or like when a pet dies. Sometimes people give people a lot of grief when they say like, why are you sad about your dog dying? Like it was just an animal. I think your dad had already been gone for like a year and there was this therapist that told you, why are you still sad? Like it's already been a year. Didn't they tell you that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they did. And I was like, very shocked honestly I was super shocked and I was like well hello Um, my dad is my dad and it's gonna take me however long it takes me to process this yeah I just thought that was ridiculous because everybody goes through grief in different ways and express it in different ways and go through it at their own time there's no time limit remember we talked about this in the this is us episode we talked about grief Mm -hmm. and that episode I think what it was like our second or third so if you want to go back and listen to that one we talked about grief because those three characters well and the mom too are all grieving the loss of their dad who died how many like 20 years prior or something and you know it obviously Mm -hmm. still affects them to this day in different ways so I, I just thought it was ridiculous that that therapist told you that I think it's great that you brought that up because that's basically that example of sometimes society has like this timestamp on how long you should grieve or who you should grieve, right? But it's a really individual process. Mm -hmm. So thanks for sharing that. So one last thing I wanted to share. So because I had research and you were like, what? I can't believe there's research on this. So other research also found that people who did grieve a celebrity, sometimes they felt that they had to hide their grief from family and friends because they believed that no one would understand how they could mourn a stranger. So it is true. Oh my god! People do experience this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we keep talking about the five stages of grief, but I feel like it'd be good if you actually like listed them and told us a little bit about each of them and how we go through them when we are grieving a celebrity. 
So originally this research was the five stages of death, but now it's been used with people who grieve as well. So when people lose someone and there is, like I said, five stages. And the first one is denial. And when we're talking about a death of celebrity, I feel like I personally felt this where I was like, I can't believe they died. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Did, did they really you know, do that or did this really happen? So I would say you probably experienced that too, right? Oh, yeah, with Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant. I was very shocked. I was probably in denial. If the, Out of all the five stages, I was in denial the longest with that one. And I think that also has to do with, like, the way it happened. You know, when it's unexpected, I feel like we're more likely to go into denial too. Yeah, or when it's just... Uh, what's another word for like unreasonable you know just senseless you know like when senseless yeah like when a mass shooting happens or you're just wondering like there was no point to that like why did that have to happen great example the second stage is anger so i felt this you know here and there obviously with the death of my dad but also with the death of the celebrity so when anger you may say things like it's not fair or they were a good person why did they have to die so young? Oh, okay. Then I guess things like that. My my denial kind of led into anger. Well, this makes sense. You know, the first one is denial. The second one's anger. All right. Number three, bargaining. So usually you're thinking about like, what if? Like, what if this doesn't happen? Or what if you know something else? You know, were to come along and that person didn't die, like could have been averted. And then the fourth stage is obviously sadness, which we talked a lot about. So you feel sad. And then finally. The last stage is acceptance, which is the fifth stage. And things that could be said are like, the situation is real, so I need to make adjustments. Basically acknowledging the reality of the loss is gaining some acceptance. All right, Kristen, I'm gonna throw you for a loop. Did you know there's a sixth stage of death now? Uh, I didn't, I thought that there was only the five, but you know, like as, sometimes you like to hide stuff in our outline, so, you guys, like, I don't always know what she's going to write because sometimes she wants me to be surprised. <laughs> so, like, she doesn't include certain things in our outline so I could be surprised. And she puts, all she put on here was, like, that question. And then there's a little semi, no, there's a little colon and a zero. So it looks like, you know, <laughs> the, the little face, faces you would make with punctuation to look like you're shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be honest, I was shocked and I didn't even know this. My husband told me this actually. And I did research and it is true. <laughs> so the sixth stage is making meaning. So after we acknowledge someone's death, even the death of celebrity, now we try to make meaning of that death for us. So this stage provides a space for us to process it, to heal, and how that death of the person has changed us, changed society as well. Wow, like I guess I just never thought about it as an official stage but I definitely see this as a thing that you know this is what you do when when bad things happen in general you want to try to make meaning out of it because you don't want to think that it just happened for no reason even if it was senseless you want to know that there was something that came out of it like for instance mm -hmm. I'm trying to think you know well I mean obviously like when when Vanessa Guillen died um the way that she died was just awful but now you see all this change that is being that is happening just like when George Floyd died too right like these horrible mm -hmm. things happen these people die 
but then something comes out of it like this that's the meaning that you're trying to make of it in a way so i totally see this as like an official sixth stage of death wow i'm so glad you brought that up like you really tie that together so well that yeah you know through loss through grief and through acceptance we want to make meaning out of it and especially you know with the death of george floyd we do see a lot of more activism unfortunately you know he did die but we do see some purpose to his death in a sense mm-hmm. and i'm like really happy that you brought that up by moving into the stage of meaning we can move through the pain so those negative feelings we have and then we can find those themes that are fulfilling for us and provide hope for the future and viewing our grief and our loss through meaning will just help us to the path forward according to research okay the last thing we want to talk about is just some suggestions from research on how to deal with grief so the first is creating a safe space of mourning by participating in productive modes of public mourning and social media sites this creates a sense of community that embodies the disenfranchised grief that is legitimate and also supports one another oh yeah there's definitely a lot of that going on whenever you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. You just saw post after post after post. And I mean, I was one of those people, of course. The same thing whenever Chadwick Boseman died. I, you know, just something, it's kind of like paying tribute in your own little way, you know? Yeah, paying tribute, you know, acknowledging it and kind of, you know, feeling like you're in this together. Right. For sure. Yeah. So my question to you, do you think it can be negative though to be on social media? Like, could it have a negative effect on someone? I mean, I think so, just with anything, right? Like, when we spend a lot of time looking at the screen, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, I think, of course, there could be a negative effect. So anything in moderation, right? Of course, uh, yes, (laughs) Mm -hmm. everything in moderation. So I do want to share this research. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but when Prince died? Yeah. Yeah, so there was actually research done specifically on Prince. And there was a lot of people who were very, you know, distraught, sad about his passing, And this research was going through the grieving process with these people and they found that they were doing like a lot of searching of videos of him singing and things like that. And sometimes they would stay up all through the night, you know, mourning him. And some people said they had to take a break from, you know, listening to his music because it was so overwhelming. So I think that's something also to take into account, like we said, moderation and then also being able to take a break and kind of process that. Yeah, absolutely. I I can see that. Every time I look through my feed, there's always something of Selena. And then I go through the whole thing over again. Like you watch, you could go through a whole freaking like hour easy watching her perform and do her thing. And then you start to feel sad because you're like, damn, like what would it have been like if she was still alive? And then a lot of my art is of her too. So like as I'm getting older, I'm realizing how senseless her death was. So it's almost like I'm grieving mm-hmm. it over again, you know, from when I was younger. That is so true. That is so true. Um, to finally wrap things up. So some other things that have been suggested by research is that ask questions related to the meaning of the loss for you. So where am I trying to find meaning? Finding meaning in my own life. Where is that for myself? And then again, meaning is relative and personal. So this is what we kind of wanted to get out with this episode that You know, it's okay if you feel sad because a celebrity dies. You know, it's a relative, it's a personal thing for every single person. Yeah. And then one last thing I think is important because I've done this myself too 
Um, you don't need to understand why someone died to find meaning. Yeah, you, you don't need to understand why they died to find meaning. Um, that's not one that came naturally to me. So I'm glad that you brought that up. I brought it up because like with my, my, my dad, you know, I, I went through that. I was kind of obsessed about it. And then also with Robin Williams, like I was obsessed as to like why he did what he did. And I'm like, oh, like what was going on in his like last days? I actually did a lot of research and I was like super upset about it. <laughs> and I wanted to find out a reason. I know this is kind of crazy, but I really did go through that. And really, you know, you don't have to find out why to get meaning from the loss. And I just wanted to make sure that people kind of knew that. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for providing all this research and talking to us about death. Uh, we've talked about a lot of crazy stuff throughout all these episodes that we've done. I mean, we've covered so much in these 20-something episodes we've done. We've covered race, we've covered death, we've covered suicide, we've covered what else? So much. So much crazy stuff. Like So much. <laughs> hard topics to talk about. So hopefully in the future we can... We do. We have a couple of fun episodes planned, actually. So... You guys like be on the lookout for those because Halloween's around the corner and we have some really fun stuff planned. It's not all serious. Yes. Okay. So we did want to talk about these things. They're super important, but we do have some fun episodes. Thank you, Kristen, for, you know, being with me here and helping me talk about these topics and organizing this information. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. It's like a baptism every episode, I feel. <laughs> I feel like wow, you that's powerful. Like you blessed me with so much knowledge and I'm just like I'm just really proud of what we do with this podcast and I'm proud of all the people who listen to us and share our stuff. We appreciate you and please keep listening and sharing with all your friends. If you like this podcast, chances are they probably do too. So you can now find us on other platforms like Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. So wherever you listen to us, just please be sure to give us a review, rate us, um, follow us on Instagram at PsychWinePop. And I just want to say again, thank you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. And again, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. Until next time. This podcast is not meant to replace or supplement medical advice from a health practitioner. This podcast is meant for educational purposes only. 